lawnmower in the background. We're sincerely We're, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for doing this in our backyard. And now you know what Long Island suburbs sound like, so congratulations. Yeah, these are the natural sounds of suburbia. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I did that as she was drinking water. <laughs> Hi, I'm Antonella. I'm Emma. And we are More Than Meets the Eye. And we're here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. Woohoo! So basically, as you may have guessed or know from the past, we are a podcast. And we talk about aesthetics. Well, obviously we're a podcast. <laughs> and we kind of like explore what goes into an aesthetic, the clothing, art, music, film, all that fun stuff. And then sometimes just like the culture too, which today we're very like culturally based and and dance based too so that's exciting and so tell us what we're doing today Antonella um today we are talking about b-boys and b-girls and kind of the culture and aesthetic that surrounds all of that and the dance of course um Breaking. I feel like we should it should be like acknowledge like quarantine at all or just like oh I mean if you haven't guessed oh. <laughs> we're like in the middle of quarantine and we're like recording this in quarantine and yes. we're six feet apart <laughs> and we're in Antonella's backyard, yes. which is fun. Um, we're doing what we can with the limited resources. Yeah. So Super limited. So yeah. if this is like really shitty audio quality, sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah. Sorry. We do not have the BU communications building, Ugh. radio. I miss that. Recording studio. Come, I miss you. But it's okay. I mean, it would be the summer at this point anyway. So yeah. Like, well, yeah, at this point, we, we would not be in school either way. But. And thanks for tuning in to our little summer season. We just kind yeah. of, like, decided to pick back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get back to our topic. Anyways, then. so we're talking about B-boys and B-girls. I feel like it's not as much an established aesthetic as much as it is, like, a thing. And so we're kind of, like exploring what can make it like aesthetic yeah no it's like kind of a it's like a weird topic because it's it, it is its own thing like mm-hmm. to be a b boy and a b girl but there's also i think specific associations and like mainstream culture mm-hmm. that i have personally that you have um that i think even the breaking community and kind of has too yeah so the b and b boy and b girl stands for breaking yeah and, and it basically yeah. like if you're a b-boy or a b-girl it's like you are a break dancer and that's like kind of where it starts so how did you kind of come across this for the first time discover it i think a lot of my associations of b-boying and b-girling is kind of like early 2000s like break dancing and i feel like i don't know i feel like especially not as much now currently there was a lot more like dance cruise stuff happening and like mainstream culture sorry i just took a drink of water and then i realized that like you can probably hear everything like the opening yeah. of the bottle like sorry guys there's what's going on now i think it kind of like sets the tone almost oh my god the, the lawn mowing is so, so loud is that, is that lawn mowing is it like wind landscape it's just constant though like I think what stinks about the summer in suburbia is it's just constant lawn landscaping Hum. all the time. At every hour of like, the day. Can't you just have like a bad lawn for one day so like I can have some peace and quiet? No. 
but anyways it's kind of like asmr maybe like maybe the listeners will actually appreciate like the subtle i hope you understand the (sighs) environmental ramifications of this type of landscaping and do not appreciate it because it should not be appreciated sorry Um, (laughs) that was a little off the track (laughs) no it's important let your heart out Thank you. Um, it's been a while since we've done something like this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, don't even, I don't even have a mic, so I can't even, like, I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. I know. Okay. I can't even, like, sneeze off to the side. Yeah. So, Everything. Emma, how did you discover? Emma, so how did you discover Viewboying? Please share. Uh, so, it's really funny. Obviously, when I was a kid, I always heard it as, like, breakdancing, which is, like, not the preferred slash official word, but that's, like, I mean, everybody knows what breakdancing is. My at my old elementary school, we used to have like, you know how you have like fairs in like the playground and stuff. They used to bring like ma- magicians in the summer, and like I swear they were like breakdancers. Yeah, there were. There was one guy who would do this thing with his shoulders where he would push Ooh. it back until he would like bend backwards. It was the coolest thing ever. But yeah, that was like, I knew what breakdancing was, but it, then I think the idea of like, here's the wind. Yeah, um, I think the, the idea of like, b boy slash b girl. Where did I? Oh, I was doing this play in high school. I was directing this this short play in high school. Um, it was called East Coast Ode to Howard Jarvis, and it was like it was one of the best plays that I put on in high school. But I remember one of the characters was described as having a B girl style, mm. which is where I like got the wow. idea for doing this as like one of our aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And I like looked it up, and I was like, "What is a B girl?" Like knowing what breakdancing was, but not like not knowing the term for b-girl it was just like breakdancing clothes but it was like cool very like hip-hop but like also something you can dance in you know mm-hmm. so i thought that was cool so then when i was putting together, together the costume for the character i knew what to look for mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of how i like discovered that well i think it's kind of like reading like character descriptions really concise character descriptions yeah. is like a good way to like find aesthetics i feel like sometimes for just, like sure. sum up a person i don't know yeah because um, like that's what screenplay writers and stage what are those called? Playwrights. Playwrights. They have to like do all that stuff because yeah. they need you to know what character mm-hmm. you're like trying to make. No, I think also, I guess before doing more research, I assume that a lot of b-boying is is contains like all styles of like hip hop basically, which is not true. No, it's yeah. like specifically about the more athletic yep. styles of like jumping and like twisting yeah. on the floor it doesn't include popping and locking those are their own hip-hop styles so yeah. i think b-boying has become kind of an umbrella term that like media uses to describe breakdancing all... in general yeah even yeah the word breakdancing is not like well that's why it's not the preferred term probably because yeah. it's like they're called like they're called b-boying like not break or like not it's you don't call it breakdancing it's breaking mm, like breaking, as opposed yeah. to breakdancing something that i noticed when you're talking about like specific b-boying and b-girling being more specific rather than being like hip-hop in general mm-hmm. was kind of like the idea that a lot of hip-hop clothes can be like people can wear like big chains and like ripped jeans and that kind of stuff but like you cannot wear that for like a b-boy b-girl look because like you cannot break dance and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and i think when we start when we get into like clothing and fashion mm-hmm. and stuff we'll cover that but that's like it's all about the dancing so you everything has to work for the dancing right. rather than against it yeah, no, it's all like, cent- it's like the style and aesthetic is centered around the dance, which is, which is different than some of the other aesthetics we've looked into. Yeah. Or it's similar in, in the way that we've looked at like maybe more music-based aesthetics. Yeah. This is more, this is like dance-based. So yeah. it's sent, like it's been shaped around the dancing. And so I guess if we want to get into the history yeah. of it all, 
Um, it, start, it started with DJs making the beats for people to dance to, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I think something cool about this aesthetic, I don't know if you've really come across this before, maybe we have, but it's originated in the U.S., like, for sure, and that's kind of cool, like, yeah. that it heavily has its, like, origins in the U.S. in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we can, like, pretty much get it down to the exact, like, location yeah. of, like, the Bronx, New yeah. York. Is where it originated with DJs. Um, Obviously, mixing with in- influence music. from like other countries mm-hmm. and like the idea of dancing in ways that's like different from usual and like very athletic ways, which I think athletic is a really good term to describe the style of dance because it's like it have to, you have to be like very strong and like yeah. very like in shape to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it started with Latino and Black communities mm-hmm. in the Bronx uh-huh. in the 70s and a important name is DJ Cool Herc was a DJ oh, yeah. that basically kind of he coined the term breaking because he would put a break in his mixes for oh. people to dance to. And what I thought was interesting is he also talked about DJ Cool Herc talked about um, how breaking wasn't. I think my situation of breaking was when people would like, you know, kind of like break down on the floor and like dance. But like the word breaking literally could mean not just the pause, but to mean like actually having a breakdown of like letting loose and going Uh, crazy. So it it has like a double meaning, like like the break in the song, but also like literally just like having a breakdown. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Uh, Something I loved noticing, though, like I was watching we're talking about because I feel like the dance since that's very much part of like the mm-hmm. history it's important to talk about um but I was watching like sets like people doing like different breaking sets and like what I love is that everyone like claps and cheers when they freeze it's not like when they're rolling around on their head it's like when they stop and then go into the next thing and then everyone like screams and it's it's cool because it's like it makes you think about like what people see as like important in the dance is like not really like you doing the craziest Mm -hmm. thing but how you like use the rhythm to kind of do the Mm -hmm. movement or like the really like the pause because like I can totally see the freeze being so much harder than like just spinning on your head you know yeah you know I mean I guess it comes down to like every like all the break dancers I guess can to an extent do these tricks but like how you transition yeah yeah like where the skill comes in yeah for sure um, well kind of like breakdancing and b-boying in a lot of ways like influenced or in shaped like current hip-hop music mm. there's this really good documentary on youtube called the freshest kids history of b-boying and it's from 2002 and it's like all footage of interviews from like people in in famous b-boy groups so it's like not even like a narrator or anything it's just like compiled like interviews of like really famous um b-boys and b-girls a lot of them were saying that hip-hop music can be like traced literally back to b-boying specifically like a lot of people believe that b-boying kind of was there before like modern hip-hop music and i took that because yeah something i also noticed was like some of the like some even some of the break dancing like the breaking nowadays or like the breaking back in the day like was to like funk and soul music like mm-hmm. not like before there was yeah. hip-hop it was that's like, what i was surprised yeah. about people would break to james to, brown like, yeah yeah <laughs> that's what but i was surprised it, like, about. it works so well like you wouldn't you'd be surprised at like how well like the combination of like the right. choreography and like the funk music works because it's yeah. like funk has that that syncopation and like the beats that are like easy to dance to you know and it's like i think 
I don't know, it just it's really cool to see yeah. that. Early 70s b-boy music was all like more funk and soul than I think I realized. I thought yeah. it was a lot more like run DMC kind of music, but that oh, came out like yeah. that was what front DMC was influenced by b-boying, so that yeah. came after. Well, I thought it was a good point that the documentary made was that you can't really you can't sell b-boying, but you can sell rap music. Mm. So, incorporating like b-boying like having combining the two was like a way to like sell this product of b-boying and, and like with hip-hop you, you i guess you could make money on shows and stuff but but not that much yeah that hip-hop much and rap like, is like an industry that you can like promote yeah. and sell something i thought cool was like when i was reading about it it kind of broke down like different styles of moves that you can do in b-boying and b-growling there's top rock down rock Mm. power moves and freezes and if you check out videos of people breaking like you can see the difference between like the three like power moves and freezing is like well i was talking about freezing before but those are things that are like really obvious because power moves are like the crazy things when they like roll in their head you know like that's a power move because it's like that's showing the absolute most that they can do and then the top rock and the down rock is more like what happens in between but it's still important and then also some of the, like the earliest b-boyers like the people who really made it big because b-girlers didn't really come until later like b-girls yeah. came later of course but like you know yeah. they're, they're there and they exist and they're awesome mm-hmm. But, like, Trixie, whose real name is Lori Myers, like, he was one of the biggest and earliest and best b-boyers and b-boys. And I keep calling them b-boyers. I don't know if it matters. Either way. And then, and Dancing Doug, too. Like, they had such funny names because it was, like, the early 70s. But, like, mm-hmm. these were, like, the OG uh, b-boys. If you look up, like, you can find a bunch of, like, groups and names. Mm-hmm. But those are, like, two of the biggest, the most original ones. Yeah. And I actually... We're going to get into music eventually, but, like, I love the group Public Enemy, like, and I have for a while, and I was watching this interview, like, it was, like, a recent interview, and it was with Chuck D and Trixie and Dancing Doug, and I was, like, whoa, like, it was so cool, because, like, Trixie and Dancing Doug are, like, still alive, like, that's Mm. crazy that, like, they created this whole thing, and, like, they're still alive. No, it was so weird, because, like, you can find interviews of, like, DJ Kulhork, they're still from, like, the 2000s, but, like, Well, no, they're from, like, the 70s, yeah. But, like, it's still, it, it, like, happened so recently, I guess, comparatively yeah. to, like, a lot of other cultural yeah. phenomena. I mean, our parents but, grew up in, like, the 70s yeah. and 80s, and that's when this all, like, started. Yeah. So it's, like, I mean, they were still alive. <laughs> they are. <laughs> okay, so let's start talking about the look. The look. The first let's take pretzel Oh, yeah, wait. Transition. <clears throat> so, fashion. Just, just so you know, we've been transitioning each section with pretzel breaks so if you wanted yeah in case you were interested in knowing why (laughs) the transitions are probably horrible but that's okay (laughs) fashion 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 so we just said this off Mm -hmm. off mic but i I always just casually talking about this is our there's definitely like a difference between like the classic look which is like kind of a little funkier Mm -hmm. and like more like it looks like it's from the 70s, you know, and then, like, the more contemporary look, which, like, vibes with the same look as, like, a skater boy mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, like, early 2000s, like, mm-hmm. yeah. 90s, like, a low baggy, pants. layered, yeah. yeah. Which we both went for the more of the skater yeah. type thing. Um, and actually, like, I thought it was really funny, like, the more contemporary look is, like, so, it's, like, ingrained. It's, like, every, like... It's so the style right now, which is, like, so funny. 
I feel like the, the like contemporary style that you're talking about is also just like kind of how like dancers like every yeah. dancer dresses now just like casual but like kind of like hip-hop yeah yeah and like I said before it all has to do with like movability mm-hmm. like sometimes for like actual like dance performances dancers will wear like crazy things but if you're like a break dancer like you can't because like like I don't think break dancers can wear like ripped <laughs> jeans because they would just like rip their jeans more while break dancing which totally makes sense mm-hmm and same with, like, chains. Like, you can't wear chains because it's going to, like, hit you in the face. It has Serious. to be movable. Baggy is, like, it's the look. Yeah, I so, think it's like, just, like, across the board, just, like, baggy clothes yeah. is kind of is the look. Layered. Overall. Like, lots of, you know, sports brands like Nike and mm-hmm. Adidas. Like, specifically, like, Adidas track suits. And having, track suits are, that's yeah. more of, like, the, the classic look, too. Like, track mm-hmm. suits are, like, huge. Yeah, we're Definitely. talking, like, the early, like, 70s, 80s kind of, like, b-boying. And I think kind of, like, what a lot of people associate with just, like, hip-hop dancers in general mm-hmm. is like a tracksuit like a, yeah I love because it's like both kinds of tracksuits so it's like you can have like the velvety one but mm-hmm. you can also have like it's like like this, a space suit yeah, kind of yeah, one. yeah yeah like, yeah, like the, windbreaker. the windbreaker windbreaker yeah, yeah totally and, and of course in like bright colors yeah. like neon colors like beastie uh, boys would do a lot of windbreaker type styles but those, then you'd have yeah. like other people doing like the well they're kind of like a uniform in a way because if you everyone is like in these bright suits it, yeah very uniformed look yeah i saw some famous b-boy groups wore like literal like like had a a costume they all wore like a bright blue spacesuit looking thing like that's awesome yeah like Mm -hmm. lots of like hats snapbacks oh all kinds of hats which i thought was cool because you could yeah you could do like a snapback you could do like a bucket hat like i saw people wearing like irish caps like knit caps and i was like but it like yeah, works like with the look, too. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a bucket hat. I would have worn it if I had a bucket hat. It would have completed the look. Oh, sneakers are super important too. Yes. When I was looking at like ideas for like how I was gonna dress up, a lot of the things were like it started with like the sneaker and then like the outfit was built from there, which I thought yeah. was really cool. Having like a really cool sneaker and like building mm-hmm. your outfit around that. Like, like Nikes, Adidas, I feel like yeah. I saw a lot of just like white sneakers in like 80s yeah um that's like that's something that's been brought back recently is like the white sneaker trend also i think nowadays it's like a little less colorful Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a little more like toned down colors like more focus on like the texture of the outfit than like the color of the outfit yeah i feel like a lot of like current b-boys were toned down like not as like loud like Mm. prints or like crazy colors like very muted but like the same the same pieces but just like a different color basically yeah. i feel like some good or some good references would be a lot of 80s 90s hip-hop artists were wearing similar i guess their outfits were a li- little bit more reformed to fit like general stage performances but yeah. like salt and pepper oh yeah, yeah i feel yeah. like missy elliott wore a lot of like tracksuit yeah. type outfits i think like when you look at that, though, think, like, minus, like, the things that make it super glamorous. So, like, yeah. not big hair because you got to have, like, something that you can pull back. Or, like, the reason they wear a lot of hats is because when you're, like, spinning on your head, you need to be able to, like, spin. Like, you can't just have your hair out or else you're going to, like, rip your hair out of your head. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, I don't know. But, like, hats are good for that. Or, like, sometimes B-girls will do, like, super pulled back, like, super tight ponytails mm-hmm. that are, like 
like glued to their heads just so like your hair stays in one place you know yeah um i think like that's harder for b girls too but like b boys like you can just kind of like go for it i feel like also a lot of like jersey kind of looks yeah i wish i had a jersey to layer over i do not um just like layering in general so much layering with like sweatshirts and sweats i feel like minimal like makeup too minimal I, like I said, minimal jewelry because you can't yeah. really like wear jewelry. Yeah, it has to be practical. Yeah, and then of course like the more like the in rap music videos and like hip hop music videos, like it'll be obviously kind of amped up. And, yeah, like glamorized yeah. a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, you watch like Run DMC videos. Yeah, and it's not quite that, but yeah. it's like in, it comes from the same place. Should we play like some songs? Yeah, let's do. Let's talk about music. Yeah, I like the the kind of well we said like often like you can break to like funk and soul like yeah. that's super common but like i guess the stuff that like you associate with breaking and b-boys and b-girls would be more like you mentioned run dmc yeah and, like, like tricky beastie boys mm-hmm. and like i love public enemy and of course public enemy is like big in that too yeah and like groups like that like early rap groups like that was where it started i mean yeah. like like you were saying like hip-hop and break dancing pretty much like started at the same time so. well inter- it's interesting because a lot of people consider run dmc as like the first well they're like considered the first mainstream hip-hop group Mm -hmm. hip-hop artists because their songs like were the first hip-hop songs to like be topping the charts so in a lot of ways like this like this era of hip-hop was was when like first went mainstream and i think b-boying really helped that become mainstream because you had like the visuals with the b-boys dancing in the videos along with the music and so yeah, we could play like a song. <laughs> so this song is Tricky by Run DMC. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right, on top. It's tricky. So it's like later on the later side. Mm-hmm, a yeah, bit. I know. I was surprised to find that because I feel like we're eating pretzels. Okay, sorry. I just swallowed. Okay, we're good. Yeah, no, it's definitely like later than what I kind of think of um, when I think of like the peak of b-boying. Yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, it's such a vibe. It's yeah. just like you can hear like how it's kind of an old hip hop song, but it's still like definitely something that I don't know. You could just like it's iconic. Yeah, listen to a classic. I'm gonna do. Harder Than You Think by Public Enemy, which is, already said I love Public Enemy. This is, like, my favorite song by Public Enemy, definitely, and, like, one of the more popular ones. Also, there's a really, just really, like, fun facts in terms of Public Enemy. There's, like, a lot of songs that, like, you would know if you heard it, but mm-hmm. they they covered, they didn't cover, they sampled a Crosby, Stills, and Nash song, 
the one that's like do 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 do. Now you wouldn't understand it if I sang I, it, but like not. <laughs> I could like play it for you super quick. Mm-hmm. But it's like this song that like you know from like hearing rock music as mm-hmm. a kid, but also from hearing like hip hop music. And do like a rap version of it. It's cool. Oh. Yeah. They always did like interesting samples, like not necessarily like funk samples. But yeah, I think a lot a lot of music around this time was like heavy into sampling. Like that was something new for hip hop music as it was moving away from like funk and soul. There's a bird in the bird bath. <gasps> Hello. Okay. So many creatures and wildlife around us. So Just in nature. I'm currently munching on a pretzel, but I'm gonna play my song <laughs> while so I can munch in peace. Called anyway. Harder Than You Think by Public Enemy. Yo, Chuck, what's the move, man? I was on my way up here to the studio, you know what I'm saying? And this brother stopped me and asked me, yo, what's up with that brother, Chucky D? He swear he nice. I said, yo, the brother don't swear he nice. He knows he's nice, you know what I'm saying? So, Chuck, I got a feeling you're turning into a public enemy, man. Now, remember that line you was kicking to me on the way out to L.A. Lounge in Queens while we was in the car on our way to the shop? Well, yo, right now, kick the bass for them brothers and let them know what goes on. be interesting to like break to yeah but it's it still uses like the funk which i think is interesting and like mixes it in together with like regular hip-hop you know it's definitely like different than what i think a lot of people think b-boys are dancing to or at least the early b-boys danced to that's kind of i think that song's kind of late like i think it's like late 80s maybe early 90s they are known for like being involved in like the breaking like their music being used in the breaking movement um, What's really interesting is that like b-boying and breakdancing is now, even though it was, was like grew from a very specific place in New York, it's now like global. Oh yeah, thing. some of like the craziest contemporary breaking I watched was like from Japan. Yeah, and like you know, like Asia is like a huge breakdancing yeah. like culture. Yeah, subculture. They're insane. Like they're so good. Oh my god, it's yeah. really crazy. Which like. It just stinks because we don't have that much footage from, like, the early days, like, in the U.S. Right. Like, so much, like, evidence. But, like, if you see what they do nowadays, too, it's, like, insane, too. Yeah, there's, like, competitions now and, Mm. like, official, like, crews and stuff. Yeah, no, so much in, like, Japan and Korea. Um, A lot of, like, girl crews, too, in in Mm. Japan and Asia in general. Yeah. And just, I think as it, like, got more global, it just, like, was open to, like, everyone now. So, like, B-girls and... Like, everyone is b-boying. So, you talked about your documentary, which was, what was it called again? It's called The Freshest Kids, The History of B-Boying. Cool. From 2002. And, like, there's a bunch of, there's, like, a couple of documentaries on, like, breaking and, like, the culture around breaking. But then there's also just, like, films that I thought were, like, a good association Mm -hmm. with that kind of stuff. I also found a documentary called Style Wars, 
that's from 1983, which I think is, like, funny because it's Style Wars. And it's, like, only a few years after, like, Star Wars <laughs> came out. So it's definitely, like, a spoof on that. But it's it's more centered around, like, hip-hop culture. But people like uh, Trixie and, like, Dancing Doug and, and Chuck D are, like, all featured in, like, that documentary. The Breaks Live is, from 1997, is, like, it was, like, a live performance of like all different kinds of aspects mm-hmm. of like hip-hop culture there were break dancers there was hip-hop music it's cool you can find this stuff on youtube too it's like crazy that it's just there and then do the right thing is a spike lee movie from i think it's 1989 it's very like in the culture the hip-hop general culture um but like public enemy is like i think they like have music in it mm-hmm. um i haven't seen the movie i need to see the movie but it's like it's a really well-known movie, um, and it just, like, is in the culture of, like, where breakdancing existed, too, Right, so. you know, I think even if it's not necessarily, like, breakdancing, but it's, like, in the environment of yeah. it, and, like, it's the aesthetic, like what yeah. it shaped it, kind of, or what it shaped. Yeah. So, tell me what you're wearing. Oh, yes. Let's let's get into the fits. Why I just screamed that in the mic. <laughs> so, I took inspiration from a lot of just, like, colorful sweats and like layering so i'm currently wearing a black uh sweatshirt underneath this purple t-shirt and i wore this purple t-shirt because the like font reminds me of like kind of like a jersey or like Mm. almost like sportswear but it's not a jersey at all and also i'm wearing these jeans that are i think like i literally think they are from the 80s i don't know they're, they're really great. old. Yeah. They're great. They're also extremely high-waisted. Like, they're the most high-waisted fans I've ever seen in my life. Mom jeans. Um, they're, like, yeah, they're mom, they're, like, legit mom jeans. They're great. To the extreme. And so, yeah, they're very, they're authentic, you could say. I'm also wearing my Adidas, my white Adidas sneakers, which are, like, old. White sneakers. White sneakers. And yes. she's got a cute scrunchie. And like, also a little detail, a little scrunchie yeah. detail threw in there. Yeah. For all the B-girls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the look. That's the fit. Also, you won't be able to see it in the uh, photos, but she's got cat hair all over her shirt. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice, but... It's uh, okay. Fun, I, literally, I have cats here. I'm it's funny sure that you mentioned that because I literally, like, I looked down at my shirt before and I was like, man, there's a lot of cat hair on this. But also, like, just, just a fun fact is that all my clothes have, like, cat hair on it, so... I think when you're at school, it's less obvious. Um, yeah, I think well, when I'm away from my cats, it's a little bit easier. But, yeah, for the record, all my clothes do have some cat hair on it. Yeah, so what are you wearing? So I took inspiration from, I actually pretty much, like, in terms of texture, like, I copied, like, an outfit of a B-girl that I saw in, like, a video that I was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have, like, black, they're kind of semi-baggy jogger, Adidas joggers. And they've got, like, the stripes on the side, but they're, like, all black, which is cool. So it's mostly about, like, the texture, not I really about the pants. color. Well, yeah. I like the shininess of it, too. Yeah, like... they've got, like, kind of a, a gleam to them. Gleam. And then on top, I have two t-shirts, which are, like, I know, crazy. <laughs> they're, like, relatively the same length, so I kind of had to cheat a couple places to, like, be, no, make sure you see the other it's t-shirt. It's perfect, though. It's, like, um, subtly layered. Yeah, and, like, one of them is... Actually, the undershirt, it's, like, a shirt I've had forever, and it has Mickey on it, but you can't see it. Um, but it's got, like, a million holes in it, <laughs> so it's good for, like, an undershirt. Yes. And then the one on top is, like, my dad's tie-dye shirt. I love it. I took it out. We were supposed to record yesterday, fun fact. 
I took it out and I was wearing it yesterday and because I asked my mom and she was like yeah you wouldn't mind and then I walked downstairs and he was like why are you wearing my t-shirt so that was funny I was uh, also looking through my dad's closet for some possible just uh, oversized options tees, oversized you know? baggy clothing and then I put my hair into a ponytail but I made it very like you know I took some strands out to like make it I very I like your hair kind of it feels like kind of retro like just has mm-hmm. like a 90s vibe to it yeah in general so but the the works. b-girl that I copied she had like the same length I think mm-hmm. and like in a ponytail the length, yeah. yeah and then I wore a hat too because I need to sport my yeah. cap um and then white sneakers of course these are like my most I didn't really like these are fine I wish I had better sneakers for mm-hmm. this but like they're just like white sneakers and they're like kind of chunky no they work yeah they're chunky. Yeah, so that's it. And I am wearing makeup, but I was just wearing makeup because I wore makeup, not because, like, for this, because normally you wouldn't wear makeup. So so that's it for this. We hope this, like, works out okay. At some point, yeah. the lawnmower went away, so I know, goodness. right now it's so good. There's no sound except for, like, some birds. Yeah. That's kind of nice, actually. I might be sunburnt, but you know what? You pay a price for... <laughs> Oh, for your the podcast? things we do for the podcast. Yeah, you guys are lucky. Yeah, don't know how lucky you are. Um, <laughs> Providing you good content during this quarantine. Yeah. Hello. Be safe. Wear a mask. Yes. Wash your hands. Yes. Um, stay inside. Don't stay home. don't go out and do stupid stuff. You don't yeah. need to. And it, the best part is, is that you do all those safety precautions, and you get to go outside sooner. So isn't, that, like, isn't that something? If yeah. you actually like follow the, the rules, we can we can go out <laughs> can go later. Uh, cool. To make it easier for all of us. PSA. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So with great aesthetic comes great responsibility. I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. And thanks for tuning in, guys. We are MTMTI. Bye-bye. Ooh. Bye. <laughs>